Hello, Fred. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing well. Doing well. Thank you, man. I was wondering what your voice was going to sound like. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, did he compress that? Was that all smoke and mirrors or his voice really like that? Yeah, you've you've got that traditional, you know, radio DJ perfect voice. Thank you. Is that uh, something you developed or is that just your natural tone? I've I've had a low voice ever since junior high, you know. Mm-hmm. It was like puberty came, I squeaked once or twice and then it just went boom. It bottomed out. <laughs> oh, that's out. amazing. I was like you it, and you and Mike Rowe. Yeah. Yeah, I had somebody actually just the other day tell me I sounded just like him. So mm-hmm. it's like right on. That's a compliment right there. I uh Yeah. Yeah, I sang I sang bass and basso profundo and stuff in choir all you know mm-hmm. through high school into college and beyond and um actually I was a broadcaster too. Um mm-hmm. I've been working radio off and on since uh, 98. Did college mm-hmm. radio all through college in Durango and then um up in Fort Collins at Colorado State Uni- University and uh yeah, it was it it, it it was a love of mine. It was a way to radio was, I don't know. It, it was a combination of my love of gear and audio mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, yeah. music. I've, I just loved music and, uh, performance, you know, it, it just kind of, kind of pulled all that together. So I stuck with that, Perfect. got into voiceovers in 99. I did my first paid voiceover gig, November of 99. And, I've been at that, had to, had to put it on the shelf a few times in my life, you know, um, mm-hmm. parenthood comes into play and most recently with the epilepsy. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, that, that hit me pretty hard. I'm still recovering from that. Lost mm-hmm. everything. I actually had to come back. I'm, I'm that 50 year old guy staying in his, in his parents' basement. Woohoo. Yeah. Well, I'm not far off that. So. I can totally empathize with what you're going through. <clears throat> I I was looking through that Instagram reel and and um I am very interested in kind of the history and timeline of of what happened, how the hell this happened and how the hell you survived through all this, man. I'm just woo fucking blown away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, amazing, man. Amazing. So we're pretty loose form here. You know, I don't like to Mm -hmm. have interviews. I like to have conversations. It's kind of how I, I roll with it. Um, Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. And I figure we'll just roll into a quick intro and then just introduce you, um, and, and your book. And then, um, if you're cool with that, yeah, sure. And I'll interject Um, and probably say something stupid a few times. That's okay. I'll do the same. Um, (laughs) so what I've, done because this is probably about the 25th podcast that I've done it seems to be that I go through my crazy medical story and you know you've got some questions because everybody's always got some questions and then I get into a little bit about the recovery Mm -hmm. and and what I've done for the recovery and that's mostly intermittent fasting and how probably like you there was no roadmap for you to recover no and and you know, that's the most mind blowing thing of, of all. And, uh, so, um, that's what I've generally done. So if that works for you. Oh, most definitely. Um, most definitely. And that ties in very well with kind of, um, 
the the whole epilepsy thing, you know, and a lot of people mm -hmm. going through it because we deal with we deal with things like, you know, the medication. Well, we'll get into that. We'll just jump mm -hmm. right into that as as we get along, but I see a lot of commonality there and and I'm still going through my recovery, you know. I mm -hmm. I'm actually just had a big setback yesterday. I had been seizure free. Oh. Yeah, I I switched over to a keto diet and mm -hmm. um because I'm I'm intractable. My my epilepsy, my body is pretty drug resistant. And mm -hmm. yeah, and uh when I switched over to the keto modified Atkins, um, yeah. and the keto was actually originally developed for epileptics. Um, right. Yeah. And, um, it was working really well. The, the progress was great. And I've been pretty much seizure free since December 1st. Um, no breakthroughs at all. And mm -hmm. as far as daytime seizures, I haven't had anything until yesterday. I had a okay. pretty intense aura seizure and luckily I wasn't driving, but, uh, yeah, I need to tell my neurologist and find out if it's setting me back or if I'm still on track to like be cleared to drive and, you know, yeah. But, um, so I'm have you ever heard of, too. I, just <laughs> to let you know, I'm not going to be, you know, the, there, there's a loss of a little bit of loss in time and focus after these things happen. So you'll see mm -hmm. me kind of a little more scattered than I usually am. Um, Perfectly fine. Ride with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you were going to say something. Yeah. Have you ever heard of Rhonda Patrick? No. She's a, I think she was initially a cancer researcher, but now she's got a, a podcast called Found My Fitness. And uh, the other week she had on an Israeli researcher named Iran. E-R-A-N Elinav E-L-I-N-A-V and he is one of the world's foremost experts on gut biome and it's it's like everything that happens in our body is driven by this gut biome and they're just finding out more and more and more and more and if your gut bacteria doesn't like your medication you're, you're going to have an adverse reaction to it. It's going to trigger your um, immune system and all sorts of things. So it might be uh, just something you might want to check out or get a little more info on. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And that actually ties in with some other um, information that I've been reading up on and, and stuff with uh, enzyme metabolizers uh, and the interaction of gut enzymes mm -hmm. and how it metabolizes with different medications and yeah that's one of the main reasons and a lot of this is guided by dna as well um mm -hmm. yeah yeah genetic modifiers in your dna that helps to um determine actually which gut enzymes metabolize normally which metabolize uh too rapidly and which ones are slow metabolizers so mm -hmm. Yeah, the, the fast metabolizers basically metabolize the medications through your system so fast that they don't even work, that there's, they don't mm -hmm. even get into your bloodstream, basically. And then the slow metabolizers go so slowly that the buildup of the medication can become dangerous, and that's when mm -hmm. you get really adverse side effects. Um, so the goal there is to get a DNA panel of these liver enzymes and if you can um, do that and you go to a pharmacogenomic 
uh, specialist, then you can find out which enzymes are going to be the normal metabolizers. And therefore, you can choose, pick and choose the seizure medications. And this works for diabetes. This works for um, heart issues and heart medications. You know, it works for all kinds of different um, uh, medications that are taken long term. And you can find, you skip a hell of a lot of trial and error, basically, when sure. it comes down to it. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have one of those specialists available to you? Um, actually, I interviewed one, uh, Dr. Christy Kundi. And okay. uh, yeah, and so we've been staying in touch. And um, I'm, uh, I'm not at a place right now where I can afford to get the panel without, without working it through Medicaid and Medicare. Um, mm -hmm. But I'm looking into that right now. Um, my neurosurgeon at the moment feels that that's not a priority at the mm -hmm. moment because we're actually working to step off of my medications. We're, okay. That's one of our high priorities because we're trying to replace it with a nutritional thing and possibly even a CBD treatment as an adjunct to the diet and exercise. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, we're, we're trying to go as holistic as possible on this. So my, uh, yeah, my neuro guy, um, he's also my neurosurgeon. So mm -hmm. yeah, my epileptologist is also going to be my neurosurgeon. If we decide that that's going to be a safe and effective bet, I'm a little bit nervous about that. And that's something I want to touch on too, when we get to talking. Sure. My neighbor, uh, is, uh, heavy depression for most of her adult life. And she's just gone on a psilocybin trial. Ooh. Um, and it's like one of the first in Canada. So nice. I'm, uh, I'm hoping it works for her. They're doing a uh, psilocybin study at the, at Denver university, um, mm -hmm. here in Colorado on the efficacy, the potential efficacy to help treat seizures in epileptics, actually microdose. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm really interested in that. I am following this study real close because um, if there's some, I've always been a uh, consumer of, of psychedelics, you know, mm -hmm. recreation, uh, recreationally in my younger days and, and more of a spiritually and medicinally and as, as the years wore on. And uh, I would definitely like to incorporate that in part of my um, preventative treatment going forward. Sure. Oh yeah. Sure. Oh yeah. I think, I think there's a lot of benefit to come from that overall, not just for, not just to, to treat the epilepsy, but just overall in, in life and mindset. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So does epilepsy tend to run in pirates? In what? I'm sorry. In pirates, you know, like the scourge of the seas, the pirates. <laughs> Arg. And, and why am I asking you that? Just yeah, because why? of the poster over your shoulder. Ah, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> okay. That that's my defiant nature. Yeah, it's an old. Uh, <laughs> I've had that. I I was soundproof in this old barn. This is an old horse mm -hmm. stable that converted to a bunkhouse of, of about 10, 15 years ago. And when I moved back um, to the front range, I'd been living in the mountains forever. And when I moved back to the front range for treatment, um set this up as my voice studio. I have, I actually have a vocal booth on the other side of the computer here. Um, okay. <clears throat> and I put sound treatment, some foam board, some foam insulation board, and then some, um, 
acoustic soundboard uh, over the old horse bay doors. Um, and that's the main door to the rest of the barn. And okay. I didn't want the acoustic foam, foam board exposed. So I pulled out some old flags and, and tapestries from my college days and mm-hmm. just covered it up there so it wouldn't. Yeah. Got it. But, I, you know, it, it just reminded me, too, as I was pulling it out. It was almost like a motivation. It was like, you're still a pirate. You're still a rebel. You got this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good for yeah. you. Thanks, man. Thanks. Well, um, I do this all the time. I, I actually, I'm, I'm enjoying this conversation. I think I'd, if it's okay with you, we'll just, we'll tack this on as a prologue or something. Um, sure. I have this, I have this tendency uh, when my guests come on, and I think it's testament to the, um, to the quality of guests that join Seizure Salad is, is just, we get off into great conversation so quickly that I don't even have time to do an introduction. So, um, we'll do that right now. Here we go. Okay. <laughs> Evening or morning, I guess it depends on when you're, you're listening to this. How you doing everyone? It's Micah B-Side, your host in Electrostatic Meat Sack here on Seizure Salad. And today I am joined by Fred Rutman, uh, frequently dead Fred. No, no, no. This is to my sick kids. Time to flip this shit. Depakote, Adderall, Ritalin, Pixie Sticks. I don't give a fuck what you're riding to the setting sun. Use it as a weapon when it's said and done. It's all too much. Said it's all too much. Said it's all too much. And if the world breaks your legs, you go and beat it with your crutch. It's all too much. It's all too much. Said it's all too much.